Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Today's episode of Sliced is brought to you by Startup Networks. Are you tired of filling out contact forms just to get ghosted by investors? Well, Startup Networks is a platform for you. Networks is an all-in-one platform devoted to helping you get funding. With the network's innovative AI technology, founders are matched with interested investors, and investors are matched with interesting founders, all from the comfort of one easy-to-use platform. Try Networks today for free at StartupNetworks.com. That's S-T-A-R-T-U-P-N-E-T-W-O-R-X.com. I don't really identify as a founder or a CEO or anything like that. I think the labels don't really necessarily apply to me. Like I said, I feel like I'm working with a lot of friends throughout the day and we're just kind of kicking around ideas and putting things together. But it does feel surreal and somewhat dreamlike at times when we're hitting these milestones and I'm getting, you know, betas in my hand and things are working and it was just an idea and a concept this time last year. And so that part is just really powerful. It's just, I don't know, it's really humbling. Hi, and welcome to the Sliced Podcast, where we share startup stories from founders, investors, and CEOs from across the globe. A little bit about our platform, Startup Blog Post, is that we're a community where aspiring entrepreneurs and venture capital ecosystem stakeholders can share meaningful insights, engage with colleagues and peers, and stay informed. Hi, and welcome back to the Slice Podcast. I'm your host, Emily Ahrens. Today's guest is Monica Plath, CEO and founder of Little Bird Connected Care. Little Bird is a hardware software solution that works with parents and child care providers to easily and securely monitor children's overall wellness and whereabouts. Hi, Monica. Thanks so much for being here. Hi. Thank you, Emily. I'm happy to be here with you today. This is exciting. I know you've had a busy few weeks. <laughs> I don't know that it ever slows down, but I'm enjoying the, the chaos. <laughs> Awesome. Well, first, I want to understand a little bit more about you before we jump into Little Bird. So tell me where you went to school and and what you studied. I went to University of Washington. I studied uh, business, communications, sales. Uh, My background was always real estate. That's what I grew up knowing. And I worked with a lot of technology companies once I went into commercial real estate. Oh, neat. So that was the plan after graduation, real estate. And then you, you did work in commercial real estate for a while afterwards? Yes. Yes, oh, I did. Oh, neat. Mm-hmm. I always thought it'd be really fun to work in real estate. Probably a lot harder than people realize, right? The eat what you kill mentality. Maybe it uh, helped me get my shield up for being yeah. a tech founder. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And so how long did you work in real estate for? Oh, gosh. Um, I guess technically I was still working up until a few years ago um, for a family development company. 
So okay. I still have my license. I'm just not actively using it. Using it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Awesome. So are there any entrepreneurs in your family? Um, I would just say my dad's a really good role model in that. I mean, he went from fishing and into commercial real estate and then into development. So maybe just being able to weigh risk and opportunity costs yeah. was something that I was comfortable with versus, you know, doing a standard nine to five. I think the ambiguity of what a work-life balance can look like um, yeah. versus corporate America was something that was an easy transition for me to make. Yeah. Awesome. So tell us a little bit about Little Bird and how it came about. It just came out of need and want <laughs> and being a new mom and wanting some answers and trying to find myself and my new reality. You know, you, as soon as you have a child, you have two identities just on that very day. You're no longer just Monica. You're Jack's mom, Freddie's mom, however you want to look at it. And so you have this new life and new responsibility And that adjustment was harder than I thought it would be in that I knew I wanted to do things for myself and everyone talks about self-care and everything like that. But being able to trust and have that act of trust with another caregiver wasn't something that came really innate to me, especially when we didn't have a big family system to support us where we were living. And I had a lot of trouble finding reliable caregivers through the traditional methods of friends and family referrals. I went on care.com, you know, I was posting into these different forums, trying to find and interview people. And I ended up finding two babysitters that had two relationships to me um, and, you know, five-star reviews on the platform. And I had a really negative experience and found that they were being dishonest to me from my ring camera technology in action. Oh, I'm sorry. That's like a nightmare. (laughs) And I'm not a mom and that's still a nightmare. (laughs) Yeah. And I feel like a lot of parents, you know, you ask like, what's the scariest thing with being a parent in the moment, right? It's either them choking, your child choking, or them being missing in some capacity, whether they ran away at Disneyland or at the beach or the babysitter, you know, made some extra stops and isn't home when you, mm-hmm. you thought that she would be home um, or went to her boyfriend's house with your kid or whatever that is, like as you're building up that trust in those relationships. And so I just wanted more transparency. And so I went online to try and buy something and I found it didn't exist. And for me, I was like, how does this not exist? This is so obvious. Like I'm not the only mom that wants to know where their child is. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm a, I could track my dog with a, a GPS tracker right. and I know where they went on a walk. I don't know where my kid went on a walk with the babysitter. I don't know um, what time they got picked up from daycare. And these were just answers that I felt like were really basic needs that I was trying to meet and I couldn't be the only person out there that had those needs. Yeah. And so a little bird was born. And so it was born. (laughs) And that was back in 2020. Awesome. Well, I, I love the concept. And to your point, I mean, you can basically track anything these days. It's really crazy that didn't exist. I mean, you can know, exactly how many seconds away your DoorDash driver is with your food. (laughs) Isn't that, yeah, your house, you know, the temperature, you can change the room, set your alarm, the dog, your car, your husband, your friends, like all these different, I'm like, but your kid, the person that like your heart outside of your body, you don't know where that person is and how they're doing. And yeah, so crazy. And so it's a little, I've seen it. So it's like a wearable, could you describe it? Cause it's, 
obviously audio only. So describe it to our listeners what it looks like. It's just a, a very simple design. We wanted something sophisticated and have a little bit of elegance to it. So it would blend into essentially the surroundings. So it's like a like a sock that you'd put on, but it's it looks almost like an Apple Watch or Fitbit band or something. Like technologies that already exist. Mm-hmm. Um, really soft uh, silicone. We did a patented clasp on it. Um, all the children that wore it in our beta trial actually wanted to keep it on. They didn't want to give it back. We thought that we were going to have issues uh, with yeah, children taking it off. it off. Right. <laughs> um, yeah, we just wanted something that people related to and it wasn't distracting. I didn't want another gadget in my kid's life. I didn't want any more primary colors staring at me. I wanted something that was just neutral. Yeah. Part of our lives. Yeah, for sure. So as a first time founder, correct? I don't think I mentioned that in the beginning. Yes. When you look back, what is a big risk that you've taken as a founder and kind of tell us how that worked out in the end? Picking up the phone to start making the phone calls, asking uh, just to find the right relationships to make it happen. You, you have this idea and you have to believe in yourself and you're trying to figure it out. I think just that that fear of what if someone doesn't like it? You just have to get over mm-hmm. that really quickly and you're going to get rejected a hundred times. The emails aren't going to be answered. The phone calls aren't going to be returned. Yeah, It's really like dating. Uh- <laughs> Nobody wants to be like, there's nothing worse. But I guess, I don't know, I assume I'm, you know, I don't know, you'll have to let me know, but I assume once you go through it enough and you, and you get those no responses, eventually at some point was your experience that it just, it hurts less? I think it hurts less and it just validates your idea more when you find the people, right? You're just finding your target market. You're finding the people that identify with this need and they're going to help you at all costs, make it happen. And then you just have your team. Mm-hmm. And just find good people to work with. And I think that is just what makes me so happy is that I've been able to really find friends that are teammates in making this possible. And I, I get excited that I get to work with these people and these minds that are involved. It's a real privilege. Yeah. And you've mentioned, again, I know this already, but you mentioned you have some really cool people that are advisors of yours, correct? Yeah. Um, I mean, the one of the first people to be brought on was my current CTO is Gadi Amit, and he's a technology pioneer through and through. Um, he's just a yes man. Like he doesn't see obstacles in technology, whereas other people are like, oh, well, this doesn't exist. So I'm not going to take the risk to try and figure it out. And he's like, no, there's definitely a solution here. We just got to find it. And he's become a really big champion of mind and mentor. He's been through it. He's been in tech for couple of decades and has been a good light. That's so neat. What is a piece of advice that you wish you knew when you were starting out? That they call hardware hard <laughs> where for a reason. Yeah. 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 Um, I, I think that's the eternal optimist in me and I'm such a fixer and problem solver. I think also just with parents as well you know you just figure it out as you go along and that's really what this journey has had a lot of parallels to parenthood yeah, <laughs> yeah. that's kind of um meta is the wrong word but interesting that you're experiencing the same thing while creating this as a parent for parents <laughs> <laughs> yeah. it's not meta, but there's a word for that <laughs> 
You meant we just talked about rejection. Is there anything you would say, and you mentioned you're an optimist, is there anything you would tell somebody who is a founder who is experiencing a little bit of rejection right now? I would say feel that pain and see what's the cause of it. Is it your idea? Is your idea flawed or is your execution? Mm -hmm. And how do you pivot? I think being able to look in and acknowledge your faults and acknowledge your mistakes and you learn from them. Yeah. Don't let they'll beat yourself up over it. You know, there's speed bumps every single day. It's just a matter of getting back up again and putting a foot in front of another. So, right. You mentioned learning from things and as a first time founder yourself, was there anybody, a role model or a mentor that you had while you were first starting out and kind of going through that? Yeah. Um, one of my advisors is, um, Braxton Carter and he left T-Mobile a couple years ago now. Um, and he has been a really positive influence and settling kind of my mind and how you look at things. I think that's what I have found most interesting about some of the advisors that we've brought in is they all think really differently from each other. Mm -hmm. They're all incredibly intelligent and it's just so nice to have so many different brains working on the same objective um, because I think you can get one tracked you know, like I definitely have a very concrete vision how I want this executed, but being able to look in on opportunity or weaknesses or, you know, like what are our true strengths and being able to just capitalize on all of that. has been really mm-hmm. beneficial. And he's, um, he's just a really good cheerleader too. And I think you need that. I think you, as a founder, you just need someone that like really believes in you and helps mm-hmm. you get up on those days where you, <laughs> you don't want to get up. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> Is there anything that, like, given the opportunity, you would go back and kind of redo? And if so, like, what would that be? Or if not, why not? Yeah, I don't think so. I think it's just a matter of every experience is a learning. And you have to take all of that good and bad to get to the eventual outcome. And there's going to be some really highs and really low lows. And both of them have a purpose. Mm -hmm. If you weren't a founder now, what do you think you'd be doing? Everything. Uh, <laughs> I'm a busy body. Yeah. Um, you think you'd still be doing commercial real estate? No, I don't think so. I think that there wasn't enough creativity for me there. Mm-hmm. I've, I've really found more outlets for myself. You know, even as a mom, I feel like there's not enough time in the day, but then I've also written a children's book and I like to do a lot of charity that benefits children. I think being able to bring more of that back into my life. Whereas before I think I was saying yes to a lot of other things. And now I'm just bringing things back into my life that make me happy and causes that are true to me. Yeah. I don't know why it takes us all so long to do that. You know, <laughs> Seems why are we, obvious. <laughs> we should just start doing that earlier. I don't know, but okay. I have a little note about the children's book as well. I don't think I knew this. Is it, is that right it behind you? Nobody can see it, but I can. Oh yeah. I keep it in my office and um, yeah, Jack the Yak. It's a, it's a book for children in Yakima, the community that I currently live in. And there wasn't That's a children's true. book written for anyone in Yakima and wanted to give back. So. That's so cute. I love it. Wow. I want to see the local artist. He's got a cute little fun face. That is adorable. 
So you live in Yakima then, which is in Washington, correct? Yeah, it's um, it's a big apple uh, agricultural community out here. Yeah. So we're about two hours outside of Seattle. And that's one of the benefits of the pandemic is that you can work from anywhere and being able to pitch from your office yeah. in the middle of nowhere didn't hinder progress. So. Yeah. Well, to piggyback off that, you mentioned pitching. I am curious, what has your experience fundraising been like? Yeah, we recently finished our $2 million uh, pre-seed while in stealth. So that was a lot of fun. Just That's amazing. Keeping everyone, you know quiet while we down low and we're gearing up for our next big raise as our products being launched um next week and that's really big it's amazing for us yeah i just want uh, we're going to ship this fall and it's all about you know we have we de-risk by buying everything in advance for our initial shipments and mm-hmm. now we want to know really what does that demand look like what's the taste of the marketplace and what are we going to need to plan for 2023 and beyond and how is this resonating? You know, I really am excited to start hearing from more parents, just the parents that do have knowledge of this have been so receptive and warm and wanting to purchase it. I mean, my, my yeah. lawyer is a beta tester. She's like, I need this for my ch- my, my children. And it's, it's fun when you get that level of excitement. I'm like, oh, okay, I'm doing something right. You know? Yeah. And that people are waiting and excited for your product, I'm sure is just an amazing feeling. And I mentioned this in the intro, but we can elaborate. It's also not just for parents, right? It's for childcare providers. And so that that opens up a totally different world as well, I assume. Yeah, um, we designed it with um, nannies and babysitters um, as part of it. There's just so many moms that are burnt out and the statistic is 93%. And something like 77% of moms with kids under six work full time. And so you do have outside caregivers and being able to communicate with them. And so we worked with these nannies like, hey, like, how do we make this so that you want to use this as well? Mm-hmm. Well, we want to give the parents more feedback. Like we know that it hurts them to be away from their kids. Um, and we don't want to, you know, text them too much while they're working because that's, you know, hired us so that we like get to stay out of their hair. And so we created this really intuitive platform that incorporated a lot of um, gestures and features that look similar to like Facebook and Instagram. So you can like and comment and share these moments in addition to the insights that are provided from our device automatically onto this uh, chronological timeline. So you know where your child is, who they're with, and that's this Bluetooth technology that we have patented and that we always know how close they are to the person that's responsible for them. Okay. And that was a big fear of mine is, can she see my child? Is she within, you know, eyesight or, you know, technically Bluetooth distance? Like these are children, you know, one to five, they shouldn't be out of eyesight. And so if there is some sort of tether or the, if the tether is broken, then you can get notified and those settings can be refined to the parent and caregiver's preference. Um, but yeah, just being able to provide a level of transparency and the, the babysitters like we want the parents know we are doing a good job. Right. They don't want you to think, I mean, I would say most don't want you to think that they're just slacking off, especially because you you're paying them. And like you said, especially if you have a babysitter, the idea is that you needed a break. You don't want to have to be sitting at dinner nauseous, just absolutely riddled with worry. The point is to 
have a moment. So you want to be able to trust the people that are in your home to your point, you know? Exactly. And, and the nannies and caregivers that have been receptive of to this are the ones that you want in your life. And the ones are like, Oh, I don't like that level of supervision. Like you don't want me to know like where my kid is and that they're okay. You know, yeah. I mean, that's kind of a qualifier in itself and we're not developing this for them. Right. Um, for the other parents, like I've heard nannies, like, I've had nannies be like, yeah, I don't care if there's cameras inside the house. Like I'm doing a good job and I've got nothing to hide. It doesn't worry me. Yeah. I'm like, do you have free time? Like I, <laughs> what's your schedule? Like, cause I might need you some weekend. Like, thank you. You know, like you just yeah. have that. There's good people out there and just being able to filter for that. Yeah. And so you're also CEO, which is awesome. And so I'm, I love your take on kind of leadership and, and what it looks like to you to be a good leader. Great leader. Oh gosh, I'm still figuring it out, but I just try to uh, be kind and be a good person and act with integrity in every decision that I make and find other quality people to work with. Mm -hmm. It's pretty simple in that regard. Yeah. And so you don't have any co-founders, correct? You're the main founder. I am. And we've done most of our hiring on independent contractor uh, contracts just to keep our... um, overhead costs really low and put all of the funding into the hardware development because hardware is hard and it's expensive. Yeah. And being able to hire all that talent in house is where we were able to piecemeal it together and get it to market in under a year. Well, yeah, essentially to market in under a year from idea to our MVP, which is pretty crazy in the hardware scheme of things. Usually these iterations take a couple revolutions. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. Pivoting a little bit, but what aspirations do you have for yourself outside of the business? Outside of the business, I think just being the best mom that I can be, the best friend that I can be, and mm-hmm. you know, contributing to my community is really important to me. Yeah, helping those that can't help themselves. Saying this is this company was founded on a lot of the the principles that I try to follow in my own life in terms of philanthropy and things like that. Um, so just giving back as much as I can with whatever. Yeah. <laughs> That's so great. That's so neat. I've been to, I haven't been to Yakima, but I've been to Washington once. I've been to Spokane. I don't think that's anywhere near where you are though. <laughs> no, it's okay. I mean, I grew up and spent a lot of time in the Seattle area and I mean, it's all pretty fluid over here. It's, I mean, it's rural where I am, but Seattle's so close and it's just, it's yeah. all beautiful. So yeah. Do you feel like you, and you don't have to have an answer to this, but do you think you would ever do this again and and have another startup? And if you were to, would it be in the same industry? Would it, would it be hardware and would it be for kids? I can't see the future, but I do know that if there is something else that calls to me, I'll, I'll answer to it. It's been really fulfilling and I've enjoyed the challenges and I've enjoyed the learning and I've, I'm just excited. It's nice to feel like you have, you wake up with purpose. Yeah. Yeah. How are you feeling leading up to the launch? Excited. I'm sure something yeah. will, you know, come up and I'm just, what is it? I don't know, but <laughs> ready and just able know, to go with the flow. Just go with the flow, staying agile and not taking it personally, right? You just got to roll with the punches and get back up and we'll figure it out. We have a really great team and it's just exciting. It's exciting that we can just have this conversation finally. It's been, you know, being able to like 
talk well, about you've it been in secret too. Yes, I know. It's like ah, can't keep secrets. It's really on. hard. That's really hard. So you'll have a website and everything up as well. Is that where people? And you don't have to say the answer if you don't want to. But is that where people will order from? Yes, we'll be direct yeah. to consumer initially okay. from our website, and that's littlebird.care. Okay. And it'll be open on Tuesday, which is the 22nd. And we can't wait for the world to tell us what they think. Yeah. How did you land on the name Little Bird? There's just a nickname for my kids. You know, they're just cute. Always hungry, like kind of feeding the little bird, like, you know. (laughs) But it was also just like a little bird told me, I was like, oh, like it kind of had that parallel. Yeah. And I thought that was cute being able to like, oh, this little bird's like has an eye on my kids for me. And yeah, no, I think it's super cute. And without even knowing the product, I feel like when you hear the name, even with like the word little, you kind of start to think, okay, this is probably for young kids to me anyways. I don't know. Yeah. And I was also thinking like not a lot of other animals can communicate and tell you what they want. Right. And so that's true. Bird. I mean, that's true. yeah. So. so cute. Well, this is kind of a hard question, but when will you know that you have lived a successful life and had a successful career? I would say that I've achieved that right now. Um, I've done a lot of hard things right. Mm-hmm. And wherever this trajectory takes me, I'm proud of as far as I've, I've made it. And I'm just thankful that I... I'm somehow on this journey. I'm excited yeah. for the future. So I don't, I don't think there's any baseline. Yeah. It's all up from here. Do you ever have a moment where you just kind of wake up and you're like, wow, I, I'm doing this. This is what I'm doing. Like, I can't believe this. I'm a founder and, or does it just seem just totally natural to you now? I don't really identify as a founder or a CEO or anything like that. I think the labels don't really, necessarily apply to me. Like I said, I feel like I'm working with a lot of friends throughout the day and we're just kind of kicking around ideas and putting things together. But it does feel surreal and somewhat dreamlike at times when we're hitting these milestones and I'm getting, you know, betas in my hand and things are working and it was just an idea and a concept this time last year. And so that part is just really powerful. It's just I don't know. It's really humbling. Yeah. Yeah. Well, to close us out, could you describe your journey thus far in just one word? Roller coaster. (laughs) (laughs) Great. That's, we'll take it. That's great. Um, Yeah. Is there anything else before I let you go? Anything you want to add about Little Bird, about yourself, the launch, anything the listener should know? We're excited. Um, let us know what you think. It's Hi. my feelings don't get hurt. So tell us what you like and what you don't like so we can make it better. I love that. I think we'll leave them with that. That's awesome. Thank you so much, Monica. It was so great chatting with you and congratulations, truly. That's awesome. Well, thank you for having me. It was an honor and a privilege and I enjoyed my time. Thank you for listening to today's episode of the Sliced Podcast. If you're interested in sponsoring an episode of Sliced, please email newsroom at startupblogpost.com and follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook.